I'm Heather, a chaos coordinator and mom of three young kids. Chaos and cookies is literally my life, with never-ending dishes, laundry, you name it. Being a mom is a blessing, but it also comes with hard days too. Together, we can find the humor and real solutions to lighten your load and clean up the crumbs. You're listening to the Chaos and Cookies Podcast. to another episode of the podcast. I'm Heather, your chaos coordinator, and today we are talking about the holidays. You know, they are looming, they are upon us, and most of us probably don't feel very organized because it's just been quite a year. And there was an appearance that I did last week about holidays and getting organized, and it really just kind of sparked some things that I thought we could kind of go over, maybe toss out some tips and tricks to help you guys feel more organized when it comes to the holidays, whether you are staying in town or going out of town, whatever the case may be. So I'm gonna just kind of go through a couple of things that I feel would be really uh, good to start with. And it's really important to kind of like start now because you don't want to wait until the last minute when it's creeping up. You really do want to plan and kind of chunk it so then you're not feeling so overwhelmed because there's so many other things that are going on that aren't going to stop just because the holidays are here. So the first thing that you should do is create a holiday to-do list, like a brain dump. Think about, you know, chunk it out of Thanksgiving, maybe if you have birthdays or anniversaries coming up at that time, Christmas, Hanukkah, New Year's, any holidays that you would celebrate and put them each in like its own column. Maybe write it down on a piece of paper, put it down in your notes on your phone, however it is that you work best and just dump it all out. Food, like what you think you're going to want to serve or bring to a party. What people you need to buy for and what are you thinking you're going to gift them those types of things now to not spend and kind of get crazy with all of the gifting you know really think about those people that are important and that you feel like you need to give and then you know kind of go from there you don't need to get every single person something maybe that's like money, right? So just think about who's important and who you really wanna spend the time on because you don't wanna just start spending, especially with this year and all of the you know, things that have popped up. So brain dump it, put it in a list, okay? And then once you have your list of things that you are going to want to do, achieve holiday shopping, you know, food prepping, gift buying, even just putting decorations up, you have to think of all those things. You're going to want to set deadlines. For instance, holiday cards. A lot of us still send out holiday cards via mail. For me, last year, I did the digital card. I felt like I honestly did not have the time to address all the envelopes, get everyone's mailing addresses, that had updated and send them out. I just didn't have the time. So I made one online and I emailed or texted. And you know what's gonna happen to most of those cards? They're gonna get thrown away. 
So I wanted to save everyone the trouble of throwing something away. I know a lot of people love to get things in the mail and, you know, physically touch it, but a digital card, an email, a text, and I did a card that way. Um, but if you are dead set on sending out holiday cards, for this example, let's set a deadline. So holiday cards, you need to schedule a date on when you're going to take your photo, unless you're going to use one that you already have. Then you need to set a timeline on when you plan to create it on some publishing site. And then you need to update your mailing list. So you need to set aside some time and a deadline for yourself, like I'm going to do it by this date. And then you need to set a date for stuffing the envelopes, the stamping, the addressing, and sending them out in the mail. So you need to do a start and a finish with all of those pieces in place and make sure that you're putting that on your list of things to do so you're not losing track or it doesn't sneak up on you and then you're trying to rush them out and then you're creating more of a burden on yourself. So once we have set deadlines for the things that we want to accomplish for the holidays, it's really important before we even start purchasing things and buying things is taking stock of what we have. One, so we don't duplicate the buying and buying more than what we have. Because how many times have you gone to the store, you go and you see something and then you're like, oops, I already have that or something similar. So definitely take stock on what you have. And then also kind of just see what maybe you could get rid of. Maybe it's something that's broken that you don't need that you can get rid of and make up, you know, some more space to bring in some new things. So it's really important to kind of just take a step and look. When I look at uh, the stock that I have, you know, I love a good back stock and I'll touch on this probably several times this episode is as the year goes through and there's sales and you see something that you think you might want to get somebody, but maybe there's no occasion, most likely during the holidays, it's going to be something you're going to be able to gift. And if it's on sale and it's going to save you money in the long run, it's always a good idea maybe to snag it. And then you can kind of put it in a bin, a box, wherever you keep kind of your extra and label it. Make sure you label it at the time you buy it because then you'll forget. I also have a gift tracker in my chaos coordination system where you can kind of track as you go, or if there's an idea that you see on TV or while you're shopping, you can put it down and then you'll know. So then when the holidays come and it's time to look into gifts, you can be like, oh, what was I going to get them? Well, luckily you wrote it down in a gift tracker or on a piece of paper and you are now prepared and you can go and get that thing or go snag it from your back stock and it's there and you're prepared. You've saved some money because you don't have to buy it because you bought it maybe six months ago. And, you know, that is a really good tactic to use. And so once we have taken our stock, we've made our deadlines, buying gifts all year, like I said, to keep track of. So when you buy gifts throughout the year, it can save you money, it can save you time, it can ease the pain of wondering what you're gonna get somebody. And 
you also might, you know, say a sweater goes on sale in the springtime because we're going into summer. Buy a couple of them for people that you typically buy for and just kind of keep some extras because maybe there's something that pops up where you're going to feel the need to gift somebody something and that might be a really good thing just to have on hand. So you're not really having to stress about, oh no, what should I do? Like if it's a really nice thing that you've picked up throughout the year, you know, someone is going to be really appreciative of it and it saves you time, saves you money. And also with tracking things all the time, I see things throughout the year and I'm just like, oh, that would be a really great idea for a birthday or for, you know, Christmas. My husband's birthday is the day after Christmas and I try really hard to keep it separate and to get him nice, some, you know, a nice something for Christmas and a nice thing for a birthday, just like it would be on a separate time of year. I don't want to make it feel less special, but he's very hard to buy for. But sometimes there's things that pop up and I'm like, oh, this is great. And instead of giving it to him at that time, I will hold on to it if I have the willpower. I mean, that is another part of this whole thing is a lot of us don't have a lot of willpower to kind of hold on to it and you put it away, you label it and you have it kind of placed aside for that time. And you have it placed away for that time and it's going to save you money, time, thought, and it's ready to go. So that is a huge way to save money, to save time, and to not panic. Toys, right? All of us are, <laughs> most of you guys are probably parents that listen to this. Toys make up a lot of what we gift our kids, our nieces, our nephews, if they're small, and they take up a lot of room. They take up a lot of space. So. Before we even go down that rabbit hole of toys, you know, you get that Amazon catalog in the mail, you give it to your kids and they start circling everything. We really do need to also take inventory of what kind of toys we have. So if you have younger kids that don't make decisions well, I have one that just has a hard time making decisions or all of a sudden he just feels the need to keep something that he has not seen in forever. And so if you have these kinds of children, it's probably smarter to do this step without them. And so go through the toys, find what they haven't played with, or maybe it's not in their age bracket anymore, and you take it. And you decide what you're gonna donate, what you just need to trash, cause it's just got missing pieces and things that just you can't re, you know, you can't give to somebody else. Also, if you know it's something where it's kind of like a questionable item, like maybe they're done with it, but oh, they'll ask me for it sometimes, but you don't want it in the space, we can take it and we can put it away. We don't have to give it away or get rid of it completely. Find a spot, maybe your garage, your attic, or a hidden place in your closet and kind of keep it there for a little while, not too long. You need to set yourself a time limit on when you're going to finally readdress it. But if it were to come up, 
you still have it and then you kind of you know have these superpowers and it can either just reappear or find a way to kind of implement it back into you know the cycle of toys and it's kind of like toy purgatory like we don't really know what's going to happen it's going to go is it going to stay so that's a really good way to kind of eliminate some things from your space not completely getting rid of it if you aren't sure or if it's something sentimental you need to put it in the memory box the the bag whatever it is that you have all of your memories and store it with that stuff another really good thing that you can do for toys i know a lot of parents may do is when these christmases and birthdays happen i know right now there's not a lot of birthday parties but in a common year there's birthday parties kids bring presents and you usually have to you know invite everyone from their class or you know their activities you don't want anyone to be left out and most likely they're going to bring a gift even if you tell them not to bring one they do so you can either donate those if you really didn't want them or let your child open them all up and then kind of take stock of what they get almost every year my kids get something where it's too advanced for them they're not quite ready yet i have you know, relatives that will buy things that they want to grow into. And so what you should do is take those things and put them away, put them on a shelf, put them somewhere where they're not going to be taking up your space. And then when they are ready for it, you can bring it out. But if they are young enough that they don't know about it, it's going to be like a brand new item. You'll be able to bring that out like it's brand spanking new, never seen it and you can use it as a fun surprise you could use it as a free gift to them you know it kind of all just depends on how you feel but you just put them away there's so many things that i will bring out and they'll think it's brand spanking new and i've had it for years because they have so much stuff there's no way that they can kind of keep it all together and it's just a really great way to kind of keep things fresh save yourself some money and time. And so what you also can do is with these toys that are uh, cycling through is you need to also cycle them on the shelves or in the boxes. So if there's things that are kind of sitting at the bottom and they haven't touched it in a while, take the things off the top and switch it, put the stuff from the bottom on top. So it's kind of like you're cycling through, they're getting their use and the money is not wasted and kind of see where their interests go from there. It keeps it interesting, it keeps them engaged and they don't get bored. So definitely wanna take inventory and stock of those toys, try to eliminate it. There's a donation tracker in the home edition. You can write all that stuff down. There's so many places that could use toys and games, all sorts of things. I mean, even if, you could just donate board games that are missing pieces to breweries that, you know, those places that have an outdoor space that they have those yard games. There's plenty of places that will take that stuff. And your kids, if they have so much stuff that they won't miss it. And if they do, you could easily <laughs> make an excuse or say, you know, this is what we've done with it, blah, blah, blah. If your kid is at the age where they can sit there and, and look at it and be like, yes, no, and they want to keep everything you just say you know there's another 
child that could enjoy this, or, you know, we, we want to make space for Santa, uh, for more things. So we really do need to, you know, conserve our space for new things and explain it to him that way. So those are some tips that you guys can use for the toy situation. I know that that's what I do. I don't even ask anymore. I also read somewhere that like those little tiny knickknacks that you get from like birthday parties, like the bouncy balls, you let them play with it in the car ride and you either get rid of them when they get home or you let them stay in your house for 24 hours and no more. You get rid of them because it just takes up just, it's just stuff. You just start accumulating and it's things that you do not need. It's stuff that's like a dollar that you could replace if it was that big of a deal. But that's another kind of like tip about the small goodie bag things that aren't really worth um, too, too much. Okay. So as we're moving into like kind of the donation, it is a great time of year to donate, you know, homeless shelters, those, you know, kids in need, families in need, toy drives. Now they don't typically take new toys, but maybe you've come across some toys that you forgot you had because you didn't kind of cycle through and take inventory and they've, they're now way too old for it. Those are great things to donate. You can keep track of them and, uh, you know, give back to a good cause. So donations are huge this year and you should take kind of some time to kind of look at what you have and try to, you know, give back a little bit. So that's kind of how we're, you can prep at this very moment for holidays. And some tips as we get through the holidays is really tricky as well, because you have to, you know, get everything cleaned up, you know, holidays come and go so quickly. So what we did last year is we bought wrapping paper after Christmas, after New Year's. It all goes on sale. And I'm going to try it this year where I'm going to wrap every kid's gift the same paper so they can see which ones are theirs. But we bought a bunch of wrapping paper last year. It was super duper on sale. It was right up front at the store and we bought a bunch of rolls. Also, get yourself some good storage. The wrapping paper storage units are on sale. Typically, the ornament uh, bag, and I'll post the one that I got, and I love it. It fits every single ornament that we own in this one bag, and it's protected, and it's easy to get down from the attic, and it doesn't take up a lot of space, and they're not falling all over the place. And so you can get those kinds of things after the holidays, and there are just so many options. A good option, which kind of sounds crazy, is the tree bag. I love our tree bag. It fits our tree, but it has room in there for other things. And so for those awkward uh, pieces that aren't too heavy, I shove in there like blankets, for instance, Christmas blankets, pillows, there's room for that stuff. So it's padding. It doesn't take up like a big bin and it's easy to kind of maneuver and it's flexible 
for when you're trying to store it away. So if you don't want another bin or go get another storage something, the tree bag is a really great place to put like stockings or things that are soft that can't get damaged there to kind of fill it up a little bit. So just a little bit of a, one of my favorite things that I do. Um, so think after holidays, and it's so hard to think into the next holiday season when we finish with the current one, but that's when you have to kind of jump on the stuff for next year. Yes, you can pick up things like as you go throughout the year, but all that stuff goes on sale. Save yourself some money if you have room in your budget. Um, as you decorate your home, take things that you come across and look at it and think what you could do with it. Um, a lot of times you'll come across these decorations that you have not seen in years and you don't really have a, you know, a pull, does it pull at your heart to keep? So think about if they're in really good shape, if you have like a white elephant party, which is those parties that you gift like gag gifts or just a fun something, keep it and use it for that. Instead of going and buying something for that, that occasion, use what you have. You, you know, obviously you can donate it or put it in the trash. It's okay to kind of get rid of things. But as you decorate, kind of start taking out the things that are maybe too worn, that tinsel is looking a little sad and you might need to replace it. It's okay. And do it as you go and don't put it off to where like, oh, I need to do that. I'm gonna do it later. Cause it's just gonna sit and accumulate. And then next year when you're going through this process, you're just gonna have to do it all over again. Another thing that you can do as you're packing up uh, decorating is take photos of where you decorated in your home. A lot of times you could forget how you set up the corner or the mantle and you really liked how you did it. Take a picture of it. Take a picture of the things that you place around your house and print them out. And so when you do go to pack them up, put the picture in there. So then when the next year comes, you can open it up and you can duplicate it like you did the year before. It makes it super easy, takes the thinking out of trying to remember like where you had it, was this like this or that. And it's a really good kind of reference for you to kind of just get the decorating out of the way. And then when you're packing it up, you know what goes with what. So, you know, 12 months is a long time to try and remember, especially if it's like a newer decoration scene or new mantle or whatever the case may be. Also, if there's maybe something that is um, broken, I have a set of trees that I love. Uh, one of them just doesn't glow anymore. So I decided that I'm just gonna take them, the batteries out so they don't glow and I'll use those for something else. But if I wanted to get something different, I put it on my list that I need a different uh, centerpiece for a table that I like because the kids really like it when it lights up. So I didn't throw them away because they were broken. I'm just repurposing and going to think of something else. But take note of what's not working, what's not, you know, what what is. Um, take note of maybe your tree lights because a whole year can go by. And the worst thing is, is when you go plug in that tree and like a section isn't lighting up, that's super duper frustrating. 
Um, so just kind of take it all down, write it down so you can remember. And um, another way that you can kind of make it fun is um, an undecorating party. You know, the holidays are over and, you know, the high kind of wears and then you're looking at all the things you put out because you're in the spirit and you're like, oh, I have to clean all this up, pack it all away. And so something that could be fun is have an undecorating party. Invite some of your friends over, bring a bottle of wine, maybe bring a gift that you don't care for and do a gift exchange and make it kind of a white elephant thing uh, where you can re-gift it if it's not going to hurt like a, you know, a sibling's feelings or a family member's feelings and re-gift it and have some fun, have a laugh about it and put in a little note of like who gave it to you and make it fun. And then after you're decorating, you can eat and catch up and, you know, you know, giggle a little. So make those things fun and not daunting because you can get really frustrated if no one's helping you take it down or you got to wrap everything up, you know, bring over some friends, have some fun and maybe re-gift some of those questionable items that you received. And the best thing is to remember that the holidays are supposed to be fun. They're not supposed to be stressful. I know that they can be. Families get together and uh, forget it, right? You just don't know. And we've spent lots and lots of time with our families this year. And I'm sure the holidays will just be kind of an overload for some. Maybe you haven't seen them and it'll be great. And it's your favorite time of year. So make sure that you are just kind of taking a step back and thinking about it on the earlier side and chunking it. Don't feel like you have to do it all at once. You know, for me, when Costco has their sale and their toys come out, it's kind of getting old now because I feel like doing this for the third year in a row, they repeat a lot of the same stuff. So clearly I'm not going to purchase the same things over and over. But I would go and purchase all of my Christmas stuff that I could in October. And then I was done. And then I could just be like, if there was something that popped up and I wanted to snag, I could, but I knew that I was prepared and everyone was done by like Halloween. I am not there this year, but I have a pretty good idea of what I'm going to want to do. And I usually wait for Cyber Monday or Black Friday, those online sales. And most of us will be doing online shopping this year. So you also need to think about the lag in time for mail. My son's birthday is right before Thanksgiving, so I try to space it out as much as I can. And then again, my husband's is the day after Christmas. So I just try to space it out, get it done early. So then you're just kind of not playing catch up, but just kind of things snagging things as you go. And then kind of think when we're going into this new year, how you can kind of prepare long-term. And it's hard to think about it when you are coming off of a holiday, <laughs> but think the wrapping paper sales, the storage ways of doing things, um, taking pictures of things and putting them into the decorations so you know how to pull them out. Put them in a place that they're easily accessible uh, for next year. 
and maybe rethink the way that you're storing them. And then get rid of whatever breaks. Get rid of anything that you're tired of looking at. Don't hold on to it and say, oh, I'm going to get rid of it. I'm not going to use it next year. Then don't keep it around. Don't do it. <laughs> You'll just start accumulating or you might have buyer's remorse. So hopefully these things kind of help with preparing for the holidays. Maybe some tips that you guys picked up. My brain works very very differently than most and that's I'm a very organized person I try to prepare as best as I can I get on my husband's nerves about planning he's like oh my gosh I can't even think about it my mom does the same but she I think is extreme because she thinks really really far out and I'm just not there sometimes but hey we all think in our different ways I try to get done early and I try to save money and time best I can so if you guys want to check out my gift tracker or my donation tracker, go take a peek. My chaos control system is up and uh, it's been very, very helpful. You can print those out and take it with you. Uh, you can laminate them so you can kind of, you know, use and reuse. So it's been very, very helpful and you can use it throughout the year. Uh, again, when you see things that you may want to get later, but then can't remember, or for instance, like my mother-in-law, she collects Swarovski ornaments. Every year we try to get her one. And when we would go visit her, I would take a photo of her mantle where she keeps them so I can remember what she has because others will gift her them as well. And I wanna make sure I don't duplicate them. So now you can kind of track, or for me, it's like, have we gotten her that one? I can't remember if we got her that one and I have to go back in my order history. So I just write it down so then I'm not duplicating because that's like the worst is when you get them something and you're like, oh, I already got that for them. So just, uh, you know, try to be a little bit more uh, thoughtful and plan a little bit because if you plan now, it'll ease later. So I can't reiterate that enough. So I hope you guys have Happy holidays, and you don't stress too much. And let me know what you guys took from this and any uh, tips that you loved, or if you have anything that I missed that you'd like to add. So happy holidays, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Chaos and Cookies podcast. If you want more goodies and friends to share them with, follow the crumbs to the Facebook group or visit the Chaos and Cookies website to grab my sweet secrets on how to calm your cookies. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review on iTunes. See y'all next week for another episode of Chaos and Cookies.